is Wednesday, my dudes. Welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Pull List. My name is Lex, and this week we are continuing our journey through Sean Gordon Murphy's White Knight series. This one specifically is Batman Curse of the White Knight. We are taking a break from trending topics, but I still wanted to come on here and intro the show. So before we get to it, if you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash Wednesday Pull. We would really appreciate it. We don't have a lot of crazy tiers or anything like that. It's really just to support the show. We have shows specifically made for Patreon, and we have the uncut version of every episode of the main podcast. And if you don't have the loose pocket change to support the show this month, please consider signing up for our newsletter. It goes out every Wednesday morning, or at least by noon. (laughs) So that's enough shameless promotion. Let's get to the episode. Batman Curse of the White Knight issue number one story and art and cover by Sean Murphy. In this explosive sequel to the critically acclaimed blockbuster Batman White Knight from writer and artist Sean Murphy, the Joker recruits Azrael. How do you say Azrael? It's Azrael as it gets. <laughs> the Joker recruits Azrael to help him expose the shocking secret from the Wayne family. I got to redo this one. There's a lot of words in that. <clears throat> I'm rusty. Batman Curse of the White Knight issue number one story art and cover by Sean Murphy in this explosive sequel to the critically acclaimed blockbuster Batman White Knight from writer and artist Sean Murphy. As I mentioned, the Joker recruits Azrael to help him expose a shocking secret from the Wayne family's legacy and to run Gotham City into the ground. As Batman rushes to protect the city and his loved ones from danger, the mystery of his ancestry unravels dealing a devastating blow to the Dark Knight. Exciting new villains and unexpected allies will clash in this unforgettable chapter of the White Knight saga, and the truth about the blood they shed will shake Gotham to its core. Jesus! That was almost (laughs) as long as the book. Yeah, he got it. That was quite a bit. Going into Batman Curse of the White Knight, we will put the show notes from our first review, because when I was reading this, I was like, did we review this book? Not this one, yeah. But we did. We reviewed the first one, I hope. And so I will find that and put put that episode in the show notes so you can see sort of what we thought of that. Or just get a refresher before jumping into this one. I probably should have. (laughs) Well, I didn't. No, I didn't listen to the review, but I, I, dumb, 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 went back and I was like, I can run through that real quick. (laughs) I reread batman white knight and it was a slog to get through all three of these so this was your recommendation this week son yeah well i i love the alt history version of well you know i love elseworld's tales whatever and and from what i remember about the first one and after reading these it, they're a lot of fun just because they have these it's just completely weird you know you have like the what is it the gcpt or gcpd and like the g what is the gto or whatever gto that, i think yeah those different portions of how the vigilantism is working with the cops now batman i'd love this batman mainly because of his costume and he's crazy crazier than he <laughs> is and I, I, I would say he's equally as crazy as all-star batman i would Robin. say he's a fair representation of <laughs> what i would expect him to really be like 
Yeah. I think the stoic and yes, he's a genius, but I think the stoic and has an answer for everything. Batman is kind of lame. I like this more unhinged kind of Batman. <laughs> yeah. One that you know, obviously has a mental thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something's and I like how uh, it may not even be in this issue or it's definitely not in this issue, but may not be in this book, but he says, in a conversation with someone who was like, nothing ever goes as planned. I have plans, but none of them, it's all about adapting. And I think that's way more interesting when you think about Batman than him just being like, oh yeah, I've already thought about that. I already planned that out. Every single thing that will ever happen, I've already planned. That to me is lame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being prepared in prep time. Yeah. That's different. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So jumping into this universe again, starting with this first issue, where you at, man? How'd you feel? What did you like? What did you dislike? Well, I think it's kind of interesting how they were diving into the history of the Waynes in general. I always think that's pretty cool. I like how they, let's see. I mean, in some books, they make them where like the Waynes are the bad guys, you know, or whatever, like their early history. Not so great. This one was a little interesting because it has a lot of like shifts the way things are working yeah so i mean it's just interesting to see you know john paul valley in the regular book is this punk ass kid who with Mm -hmm. a whip on his head and then in this he's a vet and that's really crazy because i mean you think of things like ptsd and that it makes sense for this guy to want to go on this journey Uh, but but it's not really about that. He's just a vessel. Yeah. And it goes in. And as the issues go on, it unravels. Yeah. He has PTSD and he was also raised in sort of this strange way and brainwashed his entire life. And it just sort of unravels more and more as we go on. And I'm going to say, I really, I'm not a huge fan of Joker outside of, this story right and like normal comic books i think he's overdone he's fine whatever i really like joker in this book yeah (laughs) me too it was weird me too and i especially as you know we'll we're gonna do that on a different day but we've read it already but the in the next series as well he's he's really endearing Um, yeah even in the first one you know with when he's like split time between jack napier and and joker he's an endearing character kind of in both ways i mean he's always the joker joker but jack napier is not only smart but he's still a smart ass you know still a joker (laughs) so there was starting out this these books are kind of rife with it there's a there's a shit ton of plot convenience stuff oh yeah Um, that's kind of what i don't like is hey you know this guy here he is he just appears, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, this name hold for applause. But I still do like this, the way that they are reusing the characters kind of flipping things on their heads. Yeah. You know, off recording, we were talking about this trilogy, this beast or just Transformers trilogy that was on Netflix. And what I like about this White Knight series, it's a trilogy at this point is that it kind of takes all of the Batman mythos, whether it be animated series, whether it be a little bit of comic books, 
and it kind of merges all of it together in a new way. So this trilogy on Transformers, they did the same thing. They took Beast Wars, they did tr- they took Transform the 2013 Ninja Turtles did the same thing where they had references to the video games, they had references to comic books, they had references to the old cartoon. And I I'm a huge fan of that. Like you said, sort of flipping it on his head. There were some things that in this book specifically that I was like, I didn't see that happening, but I, I don't really have a problem with it. Just kind of sucked. Like when we're talking about the other villains of the Gotham world. But this this first issue is, is more of the same from the first book. Lots mm-hmm. of exposition, lots of setting up this new story. It was good. Yeah, it's it's cool to see how where it's going. And it's just I'm interested to see, you know, we learn a little bit like Lafay. I can't remember his full name, but like there's not just the Waynes. Mm-hmm. There's not Arkham. just it was yeah. Laffy Arkham. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, of course, his name is La- Laffy. <laughs> yeah, it's all a joke. But man, I'll I'll again, just to reiterate what I said earlier, I this Batman costume is fucking sick. And yeah, uh, I love his collar. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, this was the inspiration for the Batman's collar, and I think they did a good job with that. So I will say, I think the GTO thing, I thought it was dumb in the first book, and if you go back and listen to the first review, and you're like, you actually said it was great. I I think it's silly that you have a police division with superheroes, but only bad family superheroes. Not dumb, but just kind of silly. Yeah, I mean, one thing I do like is, unlike some books that either lean into the camp or uh, or try to be too serious, too realistic with everything, I do like that this one is just like square in the middle. Yeah, you know, for like sure. This exists and you just have to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, this is the world that it is. I thought it was a solid first start. Uh, let's dive into the next issue. All right, Batman Curse of the White Knight number two. The Joker's plan is in full swing with a single devastating secret and his puppet strings controlled the elites. The clown prince and his new recruit, Azriel, are ready to eliminate Batman and obliterate the Wayne family's legacy. With Gotham City's identity and institutions hanging in the balance, Gordon makes a surprising public announcement, but the Joker's response will send the Bat family and the GTO spiraling. Got to be careful peeling out on a GTO. It always goes viral. <clears throat> this, without knowing what was going on full picture, I thought it was weird that John Paul Valley was this kind of depressed, down on his luck vet that just got diagnosed with the terminal disease. To now he's like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I'll put well, on a superhero suit and just go nuts. <laughs> he just had to see a flaming sword, you know? Yeah, that'll do it every time. <laughs> I think what did this... you think about the second issue, man? Well, uh, you know, it starts out with uh, some cool exposition about the history and more about the early Waynes and stuff. I think that's cool. There's some blackmail going on. It kind of, I'm trying to think, it's like, Maybe and maybe they adapted this for the Batman too. I don't know, but the the mm-hmm. idea that he's got all these corporate structures and everything, and you know, like he doesn't even realize that he's feeding into the problem in mm-hmm. Gotham. And I think they kind of did that in like the Christian Bale movies, but 
I think that's pretty interesting. Let me also say that Robin is, I mean, not Robin, Joker is right to make fun of Gordon for not realizing that yeah. the woman working with him with just a little eyeglass thickness yeah. mask on is his daughter. Gordon even says that too. He's like, yeah, maybe he's right. I, I'm, I suck. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I am terrible at my job. What was I thinking? Uh, I will say that this Batman is not like the genius that we're used to. In fact, he's actually pretty bad about people knowing that he's Batman. Like it's this big deal that he keeps teasing and brooding over. I'm going to reveal that I'm Batman. I'm going to reveal that I'm Batman. But then every other page, someone's like, Hey man, I know you're Batman. (laughs) Yeah. Don't do that. (laughs) Oh, everybody kind of knows he's Batman. And then I just, I think it's kind of funny. Yeah. I I like the intro to Azrael and his, I know where I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but his like cronies, like these other people that are working with him. It's kind of crazy. Interesting. His suit looks insane as well. That's something that Sean Murphy did really well. He can draw cars and vehicles like no one else in the game. I mean, that's his sweet spot, but then he also put it all out on Batman suit and Azrael suit. Yeah, that's that's one thing. It's like McFarlane made a version of that, which I have, and I really like it. But it's McFarlane, so it actually sucks. But the, it looks <laughs> Can't so stand cool. Him. Yeah, it still looks so cool. It sucks that it's terrible. So you know, oh well. We also get a peek at pregnant Harley Quinn, which is great. I like that Harley Quinn is like normalized. I know that she was uh-huh. in the in the first set of issues for the just curse of the white knight, but I like that. She's turning back into a regular ass, like was she a psychologist or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. she's just a person with hyenas now. That's fine. Yeah. I re so I rereading the first one you, at the end of it. It's like, uh, you find out that you, it's revealed that the entire thing was her plan. Like she created the drug to bring out Jack Napier and she like plotted this entire thing out and so in a way she was she wasn't the bad guy in that mm-hmm. but she was a, a big role and that sort of leads to the de- development the development of her and Bruce's relationship which I'm I go back and forth on how I feel about it and it's very left for interpretation and especially in this book because it hints at there's something more between them or at least underlying feelings between them. And I just wanted to know your thoughts on what you think about the relationship between Batman and Harley Quinn. Yeah. Well, you know, like, like you said, it doesn't ever actually seem like until the words are spoken, it doesn't seem like there it is real. It kind of seems like, but it makes a lot of sense, I guess, you know, she went from, and Again, this is what happens later, but, <clears throat> you know, going from like the trauma of being with a Joker with being like on the opposite end of the spectrum. Why yeah. wouldn't that make sense for her once she's normalized and she's no longer like Harley? She's now Harley Quinzel again. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's cool to see that. I'm, that being said, I've never been a huge fan of when villains like flip because I'm like, now you're that was a great villain. Now you have no villain. Yeah. But in this case, I don't mind it. It was one sad. of my f- go yeah. ahead. 
I was right. going to say it was sad to see the cave get all effed up. Yeah, and wild. I love the Mad Hatter being just a side character in this. Like he is, he just works for the elite, and the elite seem to be the main bad guys of Gotham. Yeah, yeah. And then all the villains are essentially mercenaries or like or cronies. They just work for the elite, and that's sort of what the first book is about the Batman devastation fund where they keep the elite allow the villains to escape Arkham so they can fight Batman cause destruction, lower the property value they can buy it. And then it goes up and our genius Batman is just like, I don't what I'm fighting crime. I didn't know that was happening. (laughs) Yeah. 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 He really does remind, I know I keep saying that, but he really does remind me of like the way Robert Pattinson's Batman is, is like, I don't care. I'm just going to fight crime. It's like, dude, somebody has to pay for all this shit. You idiot. Yeah, yeah. You have to run your business. You have to make public appearances. And this is the result of that character running amok, not really, you know, putting his interest like, oh, I'll let you take care of the business. Because we don't have anybody trustworthy like Lucius Fox in this. Or that I can't I, remember. I thought he was in it. I don't. Mm, yes, he is. I thought he he is. Is, but only in like one panel. Yeah, very small, but he's not really. Mm, he's not few. the same. Yeah, it's not a big player. Because in the I next remember. book, in the next book that we read, we have a character that essentially is the Lucius Fox that we know from the yeah. Nolan movies, and then they kind of adapted it more and more in the comic book series. I think it's kind of interesting how often they do that, though, because they'll just like, okay, this character has this role. We're just going to make this character this character, and then we'll move through that, which is okay. But also, it's not not really bringing a lot of news to the table. It's just, how do we make this property that people love? And we're already reviewing the next book right now, but how do we bring (laughs) the property that we love? How do we make that fit with this? Yeah. So that's pretty much it on this issue. I mean... You know, seeing the destruction of the cave, at least Batman is smart enough to know how to, like, break the Batmobile. I, yeah, so he is smart. He's building all this, or at least knows how to tinker with all this stuff as well. So, yeah, he's not a dumbass. That's obviously a retcon, though, because they don't really talk about it in the, with the next book. But I do love Sean Gordon's Murphy affinity. I noticed that he dropped his middle name in the description. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like Sean. Oh, he's really getting up. There. He's getting hoity-toity. He dropped that middle name. This is going to be Sean now. <laughs> Just Sean. I do like his affinity for the animated series, for the old the class. Yeah. yeah. Seeing that Batwing is so, it was so cool. And that's just the easy, I feel like those are just easy bonus points, putting things like that in there. Absolutely. I've always loved the Bat Batmobile that he created specifically for this, the like kind of Me too. U-shaped one. It's pretty cool. Even though it gets destroyed. Yeah, man. Sad day. So much money. I'm I'm tired of seeing the Batcave get destroyed at this point. Yeah. It's happened a lot. And by a lot, I mean it happened in the game and then in this. I mean, it does happen. It happened in the Batman Beyond book that we just read, too. Yeah. It happens quite a bit. See, he's not very good at living in the shadows and being secret. (laughs) Everyone knows who he is. Well, and that's, you know, 
It just doesn't make a lot of sense. You know, why would you have like one secret cave that is wired and networked into all these computers and stuff where all your shit is? Of course, somebody's going to be able to hack in. Yeah, the Mad Hatter. Batman Curse of the White Knight. Batman Curse of the White Knight issue number three. Batman salvages a groundbreaking clue from the wreckage of Wayne Manor, recruits Harley Quinn to comfort, comfort, confront. Batman Curse of the White Knight, issue number three. Batman salvages a groundbreaking clue from the wreckage of Wayne Manor and recruits Harley Quinn to confront the Joker for answers about the mystery of Gotham City's foundations. Their investigation turns takes a dire turn in the darkest corners of Arkham, and Gordon's life is in peril after a new commissioner is named. I'm, I'm trying to think about this issue. We read so many. Yeah. Pulling it up. It is, yeah. I always have to have a companion piece because there is so much. First, off the bat, we get Bullock, you know, finding out that Bruce Wayne is Batman now. And now he's really <laughs> terrible about his secret. Yeah. He's all Batman and Bruce Wayne is very forlorn about, you know, just losing his shit. Yeah. I really wish... We could get an action figure of Nightwing in the GTO uniform because I love the hat. <laughs> like uh, I just love the whole getup. Uh, to me, I it's thought so they fun. did it. They never did make one of that. I tried to make it custom, but his head was too big. Really? For some reason, I thought they who they had somebody in the GTO outfit. I thought it's Jack. Yeah, the oh, Joker. That's what it is. That's what it is. What did you like about this issue, man? What caught your eye? I mean, really, it's I do like the development of more of the development of like Harley and Batman's relationship, seeing her getting ready to have twins. But it's kind of funny, like, I also really like Joker knowing something that Batman doesn't and like fucking with him, like erasing the evidence. Yeah, it's wild that this is all a Joker thing. He found it, and then he's just been holding on to it this whole time. <laughs> yeah. Super annoying, but very Joker. They, this Batman is huge. Yeah. So big, dude. I love it. They're all big. Even Levet, what, Asriel, whatever. Mm-hmm. Seeing him in the first one is like, that is a dude that is like, he's like the old fat man strong. He still has a <laughs> six pack, but he's like, yeah. Too fat to have a six pack. Yeah. Yeah. Who really knows how to draw his. We get to see a glimpse of all the other villains. They're getting transferred from one section of Arkham to somewhere else. So it's cool to see those guys. We haven't really seen a lot of them. I don't think we, we may have seen Bane in the first one. Honestly. I can't, I can't yeah. remember. It's great. This interpretation of killer croc is kind of ridiculous though, because it's like, <laughs> At this point, he's a Ninja Turtle, you know, like he yeah, is looks like Leatherhead. Leatherhead. So, but it's still, I mean, it's cool. Everybody else is pretty standard. The relationship between Harley and Batman, I've, I, I know it has to be intentional because they are pushing it, you know, without pushing it. Because it's like a, it's just a weird dynamic between the two of them. And I think that's a pretty good play. Like, not making Bruce be head over heels with Harley, like, making it sort of ambiguous. Mm. 
And she's just kind of going with the flow either way. Obviously, she has feelings for him, but, you know, he's crazy. That's her type. <laughs> yeah, I really like the <clears throat> when he puts on the x-ray goggles. I like how it switches everything, like how we see both of them. It's pretty cool. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, I didn't even notice that. It's ridiculous, man. Yeah, really good. That's a and and something I've kind of noticed, you know, I guess a criticism that I have about these books is like the writing isn't the strongest, but the art just is fucking if the <laughs> art was also terrible, no one would care. But the art is so good that it's like, it's yeah, so yeah, good. It's fine. You know, we'll let you get away with that. Yeah, there's a few times where I was like, eh, what? What? What's, what's happening here? Yeah. But the pictures are so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Those pretty pictures. Big things yeah. that happen in this issue. Spoilers. I guess we're halfway through the book. It's about time to let you know that you could probably get spoiled if you haven't read this yet. Harley Quinn in this deep cavern decides to go into labor. So Batman delivers the baby, the babies of his greatest enemy. I really love the dynamic between Batman and Joker in this book. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of that. Like, you know, the age old two sides to the same coin, even though Joker has that in his own body, <laughs> two sides in the same coin. The babies are born, but also Jim fights as real. Yeah. And that that part, you know, where he is like pulled in, he thinks he's talking to Batman and then all of a sudden it's Azrael. Yeah. I'm it's a, that. You know, that's an easy mistake to make when you're dealing with fucking crouching. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the interaction is is sad, but great. Honestly, this is the first time I know. I, well, maybe I didn't even notice it. Then now I'm noticing that the when he says his name, he says it in like the font of his old book. <laughs> and when Azrael says his name. Oh, yeah. And later on, it, it happens again in the book that we were the next book that we're reviewing. Can you imagine getting stabbed with a sword that's on fire? God, I'd probably go through like butter, though. You probably wouldn't feel it. Uh, I'm pretty sure you'd feel it. <laughs> it probably Man. just keep you from bleeding. Jim. Jim, not only does Jim get stabbed, but he also falls like seven stories. And catches on fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the ultimate. Same to say he didn't make it. Sad. Sad. Super sad. I love these cover selections. At least they enter. I'm reading the collected edition. Same. And like the kind of middle pages are really great. He does a lot of these like kind of collage covers, very reminiscent Mm -hmm. of like movie posters. I really dig. Yeah, that Batgirl one looks crazy. She's crazy, man. She's ready to cut some throats. So that's, let's take it away. Issue number four. All right. Batman Curse of the White Knight number four. After a shocking tragedy strikes the Bat family and Montoya takes the reins, Babs defies the GTO and goes rogue in the hunt for Asriel. When her new methods prove almost too effective, Batman intervenes, leaving Harley to her own devices in the wake of her own emergency. Belonging to in his employers... I don't know. That's, that's an odd... Seconds there later... Be, yeah, there should not be yeah, a period there. Yeah her own emergency belonging to his employers. Seconds later, he was no longer there. This is a tale of where he went. Okay. Mm. <laughs> I saw that happen in real time. That's fucking <laughs> cloud-based. 
cloud-based <laughs> shit right there. That was cool. I don't know. I don't know who this lady is. The Alfred's girlfriend, I guess. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't really know either. She again. That's that's one of those like plot convenience things. Because mm-hmm. I remember being like, "Is this the chick that they in the animated series they went to the spa together?" You know, and I'm also she knows that he's. <laughs> it's like a running tally. Most people know. Batman is Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Well, the first couple pages, man. Sad. Yeah. Really sad. Sad. What? A, that's a good character to kill off, though, because he doesn't really do anything. <laughs> but he has the emotional gravity of affecting multiple characters: the entire GCPD, Batgirl, Batman, his best friend. Sad. You know, when you see all the Batmobiles like collected together the tumbler is the only one that makes any sense <laughs> yeah especially like, when you see the batmobile what is that, well, that that's like an actual car though you know what i mean like yeah. that existed the one that makes the least amount of sense well two are the 89 batmobile and the b-test like the animated series batmobile i don't know that, the 80 the 89 batmobile they made it pretty cool on this yeah, I, I mean it is cool and it's more practical to me the one that i love the most that makes the least amount of sense is the animated series one because it's literally a long brick <laughs> the limousine. yeah it's like how do you even turn that thing mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's one of my favorites too do you think it has it i guess if it had rear and front turning capabilities well the wheels are actually balls they're not actual wheels so they just swivel that would that'd make <laughs> a lot of sense man yeah yeah I, so i didn't know who this leslie lady was yeah she really just kind of comes out of nowhere man but i get she made does... fun of all, i get made fun of a lot on our show for actually not knowing what's going on half the time so, <laughs> so if you're listening to this and you're going to dm me actually about who leslie is i don't care I have no idea who it is for the context of me reading this. From just the way that Sean Murphy pulls thing in, I can almost guarantee you it's his girlfriend from the animated series, but I'm not really sure. It's super cool seeing Jason Blood, man. Yeah. I'm a sucker for Etrigan. So when I saw that streak of white hair, I was like, hell yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, we don't, I wish we could have seen that, but still really great. And it's cool to see Alfred being a badass. I like badass Alfred. I I like this badass Alfred. I don't necessarily like, I don't know, when well, he's like a badass secret agent from, <laughs> that's weird to me. No, I don't like all that. I've always just liked that he has like RAF military background, mm-hmm. like survival skills, that kind of shit. And fencing makes sense. But, yeah, you learned that in Butler school. <laughs> there's some really interesting stuff. You know, we see it er- earlier with Azrael. We see it here where there's like these pocket dimensions that they pop into where people are just hanging out. But we don't, you know. Oh, the- like Jason Blood? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can just pop in and out. So there's not any sort of magic in this world as of yet that i that i've noticed so it was it was really random for this to happen but it worked 
Well, other than just at Azrael's birth, you know, when he becomes Azrael instead of Jean Paul Valley, like the sword lights on fire and he dips it in mm-hmm. the oil and all that shit and 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 we get that kind of I don't know, hallucination that he has in the first issue, but Yeah. I'm I'm okay with it. Especially because as we learn going forward, there the world expands out. I don't know if I like it or if I don't like it. I don't, I don't know. I'm. It's fine. <laughs> it's, that's kind of where I'm at. <clears throat> yeah. I like that it hasn't always been this thing that has just been going on and they haven't made any reference to it. I like that it's sort of branching out of where we are right now. I just love all these action scenes, man. It's cool yeah. to see see how they all work together to kind of figure out where John Paul Valley is. And I mean, one thing that we didn't discuss, he has cancer. So like this whole time he's like coughing up blood. He's having trouble, but now he's, he's kind of convinced he's on a mission from God. So he doesn't really think that he needs the medication. Yeah. His buddies are making him take it though. They were his, his military buddies. I will say I talk about Sean Murphy and the way he draws vehicles. I think he just illustrates technical things very well. Mm-hmm. Like the way he illustrates these guns, very real, realistic. Yeah, he you can tell where, I mean, he spends his time a lot of places, but you can tell he really spent his time on that. Yeah, yeah, like this whole page, it's a very emotional scene, but the most detailed thing is the gun that Babs is holding. <laughs> yeah, I guess he doesn't want his, his NRA friends to <laughs> yeah. get mad at him. Hey guys, uh, y'all just buy my book. Yeah. It's got a lot of pretty guns in it. To see him, I mean, to see Babs almost like blast Azrael was really shocking, but it always makes sense because even Batman, you know, in in some stories like the first episode of Batman Beyond, I think he describes how he almost shoots a villain because he he just gets desperate. And this is really similar. But Batman is fucking up. You know, he gets the gun and he's got to stop this before whatever happens. And then I'm glad this wasn't like a forever thing, but Ooh. yeah, Batman, yeah. Batman fucks up and Babs takes the hit for it. I thought they were about to Oracle her ass, man. Yeah. I was like, what? I, it would be fine. You know, it wouldn't be something wild. It leads back to that culmination of all these different stories that they're mashing together. Yeah. But I'm like, you, if we're going beyond, which we know we are, I, I need Barbara Gordon to be that old grumpy lady. That old grumpy, sexy lady. Which, I mean, I guess she, they could still do the future of technology. They're, they're flying cars, so I'm sure yeah, they can make, make it work. Robot like. But when I saw that crack, I was like, man. Well, it's just annoying because Batman had an opportunity, but he always tries to talk people down. And yeah, he didn't have to the, kill him. He could have just shot him in the top of the head or something. Yeah, just right in the top. Of right. The head. You know what I think it is? Is really Batman is terrible at using guns. He's a terrible shot, and he doesn't want anyone to ever see that. So yeah, he just can't like aim. I don't use I don't use guns. He can only aim with thrown weapons. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Ninja Stars. I thought it was a wrap for her, man. Yeah, me too. And I'm again, I'm glad it wasn't. But the we lost one of the as as railites. I got to be <laughs> careful with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
But also those guys, the one that couldn't talk Michael, he got fried. What's Michael? Is that a language? He couldn't talk Michael. Yeah. He couldn't talk Michael very well. He got burned alive. Poor fella. He was prepared. He was prepared for it. I guess. Another great co- another great cover. He really does. He does Sean Murphy does a great Joker too. <clears throat> yeah. I, I kind of of all jokers, this is one of my favorites. They plays homage with the long ass gun. Yeah, he uses it. <laughs> That's an actual weapon of his in this. Batman Curse of the White Knight, issue number five. The GTO struggles to forgive Batman for his behavior on the tales of tragedy. But a promising path forward comes into focus when he uncovers a monumental clue about the mystery of Gotham's ancestral curse. It may be it may prove too little too late as Azrael breaks free of Ruth's mandate. I forgot about Ruth, but didn't talk about Ruth. One random character that I'm sure was in an episode of Batman the Animated Series. Who's Ruth? I forgot. She's the one that works for the elites that hires the bad guys and and things like that. Azrael breaks free of Ruth's mandate and unleashes a radical new reign of terror over the city and its competing and its competing super criminals. I can't read. It's been a while. This one was. Interesting, man. I can't say that about every single one of them. Sure, that's fine. Sorry. I had it in like page form and then I zoomed in and it took me all the way back to the top. One of the things I really like about this that we haven't talked about before is like how there was like the Gotham Valley or whatever, Gotham Reservoir. And they kind of discover that it's like... It was all drained or something and then flooded. That's where part of the town was that the Wayne fortune and all that shit where that started, that history part of it. Hmm. And I think it's really cool to I just always love the idea of like a buried city or town. Yeah. You know what I mean? They do. They do it in the video games with like, you know, like you dig deeper in Arkham city or whatever. And there's like the old town with the robots and shit. Like, I love that. And mm-hmm. this it's, it's a little more realistic and that it's just buried under the water. <laughs> but- yeah, it is cool. It's cool. And it's kind of sad, man. The more we learn about old Gotham, it's just, it's kind of depressing. His ancestor wasn't really great. That's always the thing with, with the way white, white, white people. <laughs> with not, really, not really great so the story is changing though i don't know if this is no it's definitely not yet but we're learning more yeah yeah i, I forget when we really start to get the twists in there about his family but what well, start they start laying the seeds down because harley goes to see joker again to bring out jack was that his name jack Napier, yeah. Yeah. To bring out Jack, it works. And then they tried to uncover what he what Joker knows through Jack. And yeah, John Paul Valley is, is supposed to go in, kill Bruce Wayne, and then become Batman covertly. He has not done that. He killed the commissioner of Gotham and he's been having these crazy street fights full on <laughs> full on war. Yeah, because it like he 
so that's the big thing between him and Ruth and this is like he is on this holy war now. He's he's in a different headspace. <laughs> he doesn't care yeah. about her plans anymore. <sighs> but I, I always find it interesting to see is one. It's interesting to see Jack break free. But you know they tried this earlier with uh, with Joker to make it to make Jack come to the surface where they're like, oh, we'll just bring Harley around, and he's like a dick to her, and this mm-hmm. he's the same way, but eventually kind of breaks through. Yeah, well, they explain it like because he's so obsessed with Batman that that's what he'll fixate on. Because even when she talks to him at first before he breaks free. Joker says, where is he? And Harley says, he's not coming. And then when she decides to leave, it kind of, he kind of snaps. He's not coming. We got a, a very short glimpse at this proposed new Batman suit, which looks insane. Yeah. Sean Murphy really likes like gills or like little spikes around the neck. Really into that. Ugh, I hate it. We'll talk about that in the future. Yeah, I I don't mind it so much in this, but I, yeah, I didn't really like it in the future. This this suit's pretty cool. I like how faithful it is to the '90s Azrael without yeah. looking so stupid. Like it's definitely yeah an updated version of that. Yeah, I love that one. The old John Paul Valley Batman suit. I love it. I know it's stupid. I know it's ridiculous. Doesn't make any sense, but I love it. And yeah, this a, one is just a more, not realistic, but a, a more like a modern version of it. Yeah. And Project. I really, I dig the old one as well. I think the one thing that I've always hated about both these suits, this one, just as much as the old one, are the claw the fingers. fingers that are just stuck like this. Yeah. But I imagine that it has to work like those, those claw, you ever got one of those claw toys? Where you squeeze the handle and the claw. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine it works like that. <laughs> like I, always think of, I always think of it like the paper fingers you could make. Yeah, that makes sense too. Uh, Ruth hires Bane to put John Paul Valley in check. This Bane design is so good, in my opinion. I like most of it. I really like his. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of his mask, but otherwise, yeah. I think it's pretty- it, Leans more towards the luchador ness of Bane than we usually get the spawn. Like the spawn mask is played out, unless the, no- <laughs> unless the nose is showing. Yeah, you gotta have the nose and the lips. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta have the nose and the lips showing if you want it to really work. He got buff, so I hate it when they try to make him too realistic and he's just a strong man. I'm the opposite, man. I really? like I like a Bane that makes sense. I don't uh-uh. like... I actually just sold my Injustice version. And of course, he's like supposed to scale with 7-inch figures, but he's like... if Even with 7-inch figures, this is a 12-foot tall man. And to <laughs> me, I hate that. Well, you remember the animated series The Batman. The Batman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he was in a gimp suit? Yeah. And then that- he became like Incredible Hulk? Ah, that's my favorite Bane. That with everything that I just said, that's probably my favorite Bane as well. (laughs) Because because it's that isn't to me, that's not the interpretation of a dude that pumps shit in his veins and he's (laughs) just a bigger dude. Like that's like a like it's like the Hulk, you know? Like that's a whole different thing. Yeah, this is this could never happen where a guy gets instantly bigger and then gets smaller. Yeah. I would like to see it to where it 
you you never see him get smaller in the movies or anything. Like I would like to see the slow. Like it takes a while for him to go back down. <laughs> it could have been interesting to see, you know. Well, getting to it, he gets his head cut off while Azrael, and yeah, I love cool. like. He said, why would you leave the tube there? And he's like, I leave it so it's a challenge, you know, and yeah. then he gets his head cut off. But I think it would have been cool, probably a waste of a panel just for me, but it would have been cool to see his head cut off and then he just like, bam. Yeah. Or they do like the anime blood splatter where it's like all just shoots out and he deflates like that. Maybe he shoots around the room like a balloon. <laughs> yeah, that would be ridiculous. But, John Ball Valley uh, kills Ruth in a cool way. I it's it, the explanation of how the sword worked was pretty interesting yeah. because I was like, well, that's a lot of detail, but I thought it was really cool. <laughs> Just He's really into the sword. Yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. You know, the test, like this will light your ass on fire. <laughs> yeah. And then he suits up and becomes extreme Batman. Extreme. Yeah. And that's man. it. He just, well, I mean, it's not completely it. He goes on a fucking murder spree. Is that in this issue? Yeah. No. Yeah, dude. That's, next, that's the next issue. He puts the suit on on this one, and then it ends with him saying, I'm Batman. Dude, I'm looking at it. I'm dude. looking at it, too. He says, "I'm." he puts on the suit. Oh, no, you're right. I zoomed in. <laughs> I was like, yeah, back up one page. <laughs> oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second. I'll I'll edit that mistake out. I mentioned it earlier. I don't know how I feel about the other rogues gallery members in this universe because we see pretty much all of them, but we only see them for a second. Yeah. Who's this guy? Who's Which the first, oh, that's, first guy? That's, I was trying to figure out. It's just a regular, normal ass looking dude. Who's the kid that he's that he kills? Kid. Oh, the third panel. I don't know, man. Skills a kid, man. Killing kids out here. I love how they put the what is that guy's name? Scarface ventriloquist. Yeah, the ventriloquist. I love how they put the ventriloquist in there with him, or they have Scarface in there with the ventriloquist. These yeah. are my favorite Batman bad guys. Yeah, I, I like the non-supervillain, emotionally disturbed Batman villains. Those are my favorite. I don't like to... He brutally takes out these people, though. I mean... He eviscerates the rogues, Batman's rogues gallery. Yeah, it's... Killer Croc gets, like, split right down to his face. Uh, Two-Face gets cut in half. <laughs> That's pretty funny, though. Yeah, dude. Oof, it's rough. Yeah. And Joker, Joker loves it. Well, and they even, you know, we see Batman and Harley Quinn after their conversation with Jack or after her conversation with Jack leaving. And they're like, oh, you know, there's no big deal. They trust me here, whatever. He just leaves and they don't even notice that the security guard is dead. Yeah. In, in his little guard thing. And obviously that's from Azrael. Kills him. Brutally murders all of them. The entire Batman Rose Gallery done. They should do this in the movie. Just be like, that's it. They're all dead. <laughs> no yeah. more Batman movies. Batman movies. Or an original villain. That would be all right. I'd be yeah, okay right. with that. All right. It's just more Joker. Joker's still alive. That's, that's all right. 
That's it. I don't even know which issue we're on anymore. Six? Let's see. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's six. It's six. Okay. So is that me? Yes. Yeah. Gotham City's crushing curse is uncovered. Everything Batman thought he knew about the Wayne family secret is turned upside down as Azrael and the Joker usher anarchy into Arkham. And after a final word with Jack, Harley faces an impossible choice. What must she uh, do? I don't know. It's crazy that he freed Joker and the Mad Hatter. Yeah, why did he free Joker again? Well, I guess he orchestrated the whole thing to get what's his name. I don't want to spoil that, but give what's mm-hmm. his name, like his power back, I guess. <clears throat> yeah, we do. Just talking about some things that we liked in this issue. I'm with you. Um, like you said earlier, I love the old school stuff, the history. It's really cool to see that, even though it's starting to twist more and we're actually learning the story in this one. I also, mm-hmm. again, Jason Blood's back and we do get to see Etch again, kind of. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Those are my favorite things from this issue. A lot happens, though, man. Yeah, there Joker, is a bunch in this issue, for sure. Joker kidnaps his kid, his own kids, and we get to see Joker versus Jack. Joker Jack. Which was intense. Yeah, man, This that sequence is extremely intense and, like, so sad. <laughs> because... He's trying to save his family. Yeah. And he, you know, he's even trying to commit suicide. And he just can't, you know, it's like the Hulk. Like mm-hmm. when Banner tries to blow his head off, the Hulk always. Yeah, we don't get a lot. We, Asriel mm-hmm. and Batman are fighting. But it's not, it's sort of the background story. The real story is Jack and Harley versus Joker, which is just this insane fight yeah but meanwhile the main story is unraveling i think it's in this one that we learned that batman is not a wayne yeah he's not a wayne bruce Bruce balthazar whatever his name he's not a wayne's brother yeah it's it was kind of a, a betrayal as the wayne destroys bloffy Mm-hmm. then the splinter it's like so this main guy that's like the order of dumas right he like mm-hmm. he's like a splinter from that yeah he then kills the wayne and then fathers on then the takes wayne's the name family. yeah <laughs> then he creates the wayne family or steals the wayne family essentially but yeah the entire time they're making it seem like Ed- edmund or whatever edmund is just a crappy wayne Whatever mm-hmm. his name is. And actually, nope, he got murdered. There is this, we talked about it earlier about some pages and, and, and not really pages, but sequences being weird. We get an instance where, bear with me, we get an instance where Harley and Joker are fighting. Jack tries to kill himself. He won't let him do it. So he throws the gun to Harley, right? Joker lashes out at Harley. They connect and we hear a blam. Yeah. But then in the next page, it's like nothing happened. Right. Yeah. 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 I was like, what, what was the point of that? I don't know. Because they're just in the room now. (laughs) She sure gets him on the next one. Yeah. But it was just a weird thing. Like it was a weird, dramatic 
moment for the page. And then maybe the she thought page, he was, maybe she thought he was dead and maybe. walked away. She didn't it was just so dump. weird to me because they, he just shows up and starts talking and like in terror telling the story. Yeah. I, I was like, didn't you just get shot? Someone got shot. Or maybe they were making it seem like Harley got shot. Yeah. That's kind of what I thought, but I, I knew that wasn't the case. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause the babies are there. Baby crying. That Baby. big, stupid, <laughs> big, stupid gut is so great that it's in here as like an actual weapon. I mean, it was in Batman 89. He shot down a plane with it. Yeah. Cause I mean, <laughs> really, uh, you could definitely hunt deer with that gun. It's yeah. He taunts, Joker taunts, Joker taunts Harley one last time. This is it. We've, I, I don't know that we've ever seen Joker get killed like this. No, nah, I'm obviously, I know, the actually guys will say, actually, in Nell's world, 1997, no one cares. And I know in Injustice, Superman killed, <laughs> I know. But this is just a semi-regular story where Joe Riv just gets murdered. Mm-hmm. And it leads me to believe, or it le- leads me to wonder, why has no one ever just shot the Joker? <laughs> right? Yeah. He's not impervious to bullets. Like, he fucks around with... He messes things up for other villains, police officers, which I know they have to have snipers. No one ever just shoots the Joker. That's weird, man. You know what I think is weird is in a later review that we're going to talk about that you probably, you listeners probably won't hear for a little while, (laughs) is that Joker's wearing this Batman shirt. He's wearing this whole thing, whatever. So later, someone else wears that Batman shirt, but he died in that shirt. Like he, <laughs> he got shot in the head wearing that shirt. How'd they get that shirt? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. There's a lot of action-packed issue. Lots of great fight scenes. Lots of big reveals. For it to only be the sixth issue. Yeah. Well, to only be the sixth, I mean, it's, <laughs> that's it's it. Little... That's usually That's usually the end of the review. Let's get to the next one. Batman Curse of the White Knight, issue number seven. Bruce Wayne and Batman have come undone. Powerless after learning the truth behind his family's name and legacy, Bruce prepares to shed all of his secrets and make one final appeal to the people of Gotham as Azrael takes control of the city. Batman, he's got problems, man. He needs to see a therapist. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Who cares that much? Uh, Family legacy, I don't know. I didn't come from a family of billionaires, so maybe I don't care. About yeah, yeah, it's not a big deal to either one of us. But you know, there I like the symbolism with the not maybe it's not like deep symbolism, but the the swords. I think that's pretty cool. It's kind of like a carryover theme for the whole book. Yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah, anytime we see Alfred, Alfred passed away in the first book. Anytime we see Alfred, it's a, a great moment. Alfred really is the cornerstone of Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like Him the moral John compass. He's from Texas. <laughs> yeah, he is. <clears throat> I like how Batman is. These babies are just absolutely quiet and they're just in multiple safe houses and these highly dramatic experiences. No big deal, man. You forget a lot when you're a baby. That's true. That is true. And this issue, he's just coming to terms with. I'm going to do it. I'm going to tell the world my secret. And everyone's going to be like, oh, yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah. 
It's like any. It's like any time you see a. They do this a lot in movies. It's like, or they did it in the newest ship Zam. It's like I'm gay. It's like, yeah, we know, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh, this Azrael jumping backwards is is the shot from shot from the old Night Quest or whatever it was called. Night Quest. (laughs) Night Quest. Yeah. Seeing him hit and throw up in the mass though is rough. Feel pretty bad for him for that. Yeah. <laughs> so we talked about how practical this was compared to the 90s suit. But one of the silliest things about the 90s suit was the extra leg. I don't know what they are. Spike <laughs> Spikes. <laughs> and he has them on this. Yeah. You know, I didn't really notice it. And I think this is the first time it's been truly apparent that he's losing a bunch of weight. Like, he's, yeah, he's skinny. Yeah. Yeah, you even see that he has that sick belly. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like there should be flies flying around his head. His rib cage, you can see his rib cage, and he has that little bitty pop belly. Yeah. It's looking sad, man. Yeah, he looks rough. And he's still, I mean, he's still huge. I think he's bigger. I'm pretty sure he's bigger than Bruce Wayne, but. Yeah. Even though he's the Wayne, John Wayne. True. What? Wait a second. John Wayne. <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> We also learned that Babs is not going to be Oracle. She can walk. It's a Christmas miracle. Yeah, in fact, she gets over it pretty quick. Convenience. This is one of those convenience things. Same thing happened with with Harley in the beginning of this book. She just had twins. And not even a day later, he goes and checks on her and she's like, I'm coming with you. It's like, I don't think it works like that. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to have to sew up. So up the split because you just had twins. They got big yeah. heads. And they, Leslie, whoever Leslie is, was like, she's going to, it's going to be a while until she recovers. And then one panel later, she says, I'm coming with you. <laughs> what? I can't jump around a lot because my uterus might fall out, but I'm coming <laughs> with you. But then, yeah, I mean, to see Barbara later, she's like, I can walk. I can at I least can walk. Fight. Yeah, yeah, I can fight. Like, maybe take a break. You know, Batman wants to be Batman one last time. Essentially, he does it a lot. I feel like he's going to be Batman one last time. <laughs> Always. Yeah. Yeah. One one more ride until forever. This was a cool scene, man. They say, hey, all the Batmobiles that you gave us, because he gives the fleet of Batmobiles that he has in the first book to the GTO to well, use yeah. their vehicles. He didn't give them to him, right? Well, I'm it's pretty like, sure. He, well, he gives them to him at the end. He's like, you guys can use oh, these. Oh, yeah. The only one they have left is the old one. He's a beautiful bastard. Oh, my gosh. Beautiful. And again, Sean Murphy really took his time with that. <laughs> God, it's, it is an extremely pretty image of that. So, yeah, thank you for and that. There was even <laughs> that 89... Called, they've been milking this phrase so much lately, but there was even a callback to that first Batman movie. Where she says, that thing's decades old. Are you nuts? And he says, let's get nuts. Let's get nuts. <laughs> it's the only thing anyone will ever remember from that movie. Oh my gosh. One thing that's cool. Nuts. This Batmobile, they made it cooler. Somehow they made it cooler. It transforms <laughs> in this one. Oh, that's not even in this one, is it? Mm, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, no. No. 
no. What do you think about well, Nightwing's triangle mask? Yeah, I like it. Sure. Yeah, it looks better with the hat on, but yeah, I like it. I like the hat, and I like his like jean jacket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His mask reminds me of the animated series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Sean Murphy really likes Batman the animated series. He loves nostalgia. Yeah, like I, just... like I said at the beginning, easy points. You put this Batmobile in, people are going to be distracted as hell. <laughs> I don't even know yeah. what else is going on. Yeah, man. I actually, I don't even know what you're talking about. I went back to look at this Batmobile again. <laughs> That's it, the final showdown. I've always, so the Batmobile obviously is cool as shit, but I've always loved like that center, central, like, mm, it's like a fucking jet engine, man, like from front to back. And that's what I always thought was cool, even though there's got to be room for like the cockpit in there. So I don't know how mm-hmm. that all works, but I love that it's like the, the receiving end, whatever you want to call it, when the air comes in and it's superheated in the back, but... Yeah, even in this in this one, I think he uses it as as like a torpedo. He shoots himself out of it somehow. It's a lot of things that happens in this Batmobile. It's the best one. I feel like Sean Murphy. He was like the rest of us when this when that came out, and he was pretending that you know it turned into other things or other things happened. Like he just created capabilities in his mind. Yeah, that's what I used to do. It's the last issue, man. Bring us home. All right. Going home. I don't know if you heard that. uh, Somebody in the house made a noise. Batman Curse of the White Knight, number eight. Witness the final battle of the two bats in this conclusion to the second installment of the White Knight saga. After learning the truth about his name and fortune, Bruce Wayne has made a shocking public announcement in pursuit of redemption, but before he can secure Gotham's future and prosperity once and for all, he must protect the city at one last brutal showdown with Azrael. With Batman devastated by his shattered identity and with little left to lose, there may be nothing left to stop him from abandoning his code and resorting to one unthinkable, desperate measure. Boom. He's going to kill him. That's essentially his plan. He's like, I'm just going to kill him. I should have did it earlier. I'm just going to shoot him in the head. (laughs) I'm not Batman anymore. I quit. I'll just go out with a bang. Yeah. But Nightwing saves him by hitting Azrael with his Nightwing mobile. And then Nazarel gets away, which I think is just, it all happened. This is all a lot of convenient stuff. Like you talked about, because even Batman goes back to the safe house where Le- Leslie's house, whoever the fuck Leslie is. And he just does a drive by in the Batmobile to get those swords. But legitimately it's like he can drive through it. Yeah. I got to say some of this fight sequences with the Batmobile are insane where he like, Pulls Azrael in and then lights his ass on fire. And Azrael in this, even though we've seen him with like the top half of the suit off, mm-hmm. he's so big. Yeah. Like he's so big. He's as big as the Batmobile. Yeah. Yeah. He's like pulling it back mm-hmm. from behind it. This is what I was talking about the Batmobile transforming into a boat. It's so cool. Yeah. Super nuts. And I agree with you. It's like when we were kids. You are in the bathtub and you have the Batmobile with you. And you're just like, well, now it's a boat. <laughs> How would this work? Yeah. And it works so good. I'm a huge fan of any time Batman takes his cape off. I think that mm-hmm. Batman makes a lot of sense without a cape because capes are kind of dumb. 
Capes are dumb. Even Superman shouldn't have a cape. Oh, why? Yeah. Why would <laughs> so uh, I've always loved a capeless Batman. And to see him here with these rapiers, rapiers, slowly taking pieces of armor off of Azrael is pretty cool. Yeah. Kind of- you know, this is it. A lot of this is taken from what Nightfall, Night Quest, whatever that stupid storyline that we tried to. People love it. It's like the X-Men animated series. If you go back and check it out now, it ain't that good. Right. Definitely. But whenever later on, whenever John Paul Valley is going to fight Batman, Batman heals from his back being broken. The the way he defeats him is that John Paul Valley is really reliant on that suit. Crazy suit. At this point, it's even bigger than the one that everyone knows. He gets like a red one with infrared. It looks insane. And Batman basically just crawls through this hole. And in order for John Paul Valley to follow him, he has to start taking off pieces of the suit. And then once he get all he gets all the way through, he realizes, oh, I'm just a dude. And now I have to fight Batman. Yeah. And then Batman beats the shit out of him. So this is it's sort of the same way. He's taking pieces and pieces and pieces on the, the suit away from him. Realizing that, oh, he's a just a dude with cancer. He's still a big dude with cancer, though. <laughs> the, the armor sequence was pretty cool. That was cool. Never would have thought of that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Of course, you would think it would just fucking crush his head. but <laughs> It's got to have like a sensitivity. You don't want to crush Batman's hand on accident. Batman drops his keys. <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> no keys to the Batmobile, man. I was thinking that thing just sinks like a freaking... The shield is going on, but it's not closed all the way. So now it's just filling up with water. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shoot. But yeah, he has to take off his helmet. Now he's. Now he's just really, a guy with the ponytail. Now he's really exposed. I love that they included the tiny little bat blades like he had in the old two where he just shoots them out nonstop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They had it a little earlier too. And I imagine. What I imagine is like the pizza, the sewer shredder thing that they had for the old nin- Ninja Turtles with like the pizzas that would de- 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 and they'd shoot out like that. Like it's not yeah. actually doing any damage at all. Like they're just <laughs> annoying. Yeah. Batman does all this stuff and he decides not to kill Jean-Paul Valley. But then in this instance, he's like, yeah, fuck that. And then slits his throat. <laughs> yeah, man. Slits his. That was pretty nuts. That was pretty nuts. It's cool to see Batman not be as composed all the time. Right. You know, not in like in the Snyderverse where he kills KGBs by straight up murdering him and having no remorse. This, he instantly is, he's like, whoa, I, I shouldn't have did that. That was not yeah. who I am. <laughs> I now have to save your life. That's, more, that. Bat, that's more Batman than just slid in his throat and then flying off. <laughs> Yeah. Whoops. Bye. <laughs> and this dude is bleeding a lot. He should be dead. Yeah. But, you know, you can just sew that up, man. You can just sew Batman. it up. Don't worry about the jugular. Yeah. You just sew that thing up. Batman can. And then it gives him some of that bad blood and he's fine. Yeah. They have the same blood type. Great. <laughs> no problem there. I've always hated that because of how ridiculous it is. Obviously, you're not going to have the same fucking blood type as the guy standing right next to you. So, yeah. And now they're blood brothers. So technically, he is Bruce Wayne. Yeah. By blood. Got him. 
this is cool. Batman turns himself in and he's going to donate all his money to Gotham. I like that idea, but I mean, we yeah. all know. Doesn't ever work. We talked about it and every time we review a Batman book and I almost thought it didn't happen in this and I just maybe didn't notice it, but there's always a news anchor in every book. <laughs> yeah. Narrating part of the story. <laughs> every single one that we read. There she is. And there she is. Lucia Fox. This one. Sorry, I just hit my mic there. There. So, yeah, we see Lucius Fox here for a second. There's an interesting thing here with Holly Quinn where she like basically tries to help Batman escape. He's like, no, just let me. I'll just do it. OK, I'm just going to do this this time. The only thing and I didn't read the extended part of this. I know that I didn't read the free stuff. Um, I didn't either. No. But. The only thing I don't like knowing what happens in the future is like this sudden appearance of Jason Todd. So what really threw me off was I thought they had made him. He looks black in this. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And so it was like, oh, man, they made Jason Todd black. That's cool, I guess. But then he's super white. And when we see him again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, this to me, this makes very little sense because he's like in the military but they kind of treat him like he's been on the streets. Yeah, yeah. But that's yeah, just yeah, kind yeah. of... Yeah, I agree. That, that's coming from someone who's... We've read the next book. So we'll leave that part of the review for later. But it is like there's an obvious lead-in to something in the future with these books with the appearance of Jason Todd. For me, it would be cool if it if that's how it ended. Never got anything else. Mm. No, don't get me wrong. I'm not against the next book. I'm just saying... If this was a standalone book and then Jason Todd was at the end and that was it, that's a good payoff. Yeah. My friends call me Robin. <laughs> yeah, that's what he should have said. It's essentially what this is. And we do get a something that I love. Spoiler alert. Probably my favorite thing about the next book we're going to review is The Shadows. Yeah. And man, we, get, they... <laughs> we get a little bit of that in this. Bruce Wayne's shadow is Batman. And then him talking to Robin, when you see their shadows cast, it's Batman and Robin. Wearing his little elf pants. Genius. Yeah, I, I thought that was really great. There's a lot of that. He's when he's in his prison cell. It's cool. He's he's buff. All right, man. Overall, what'd you think of the second installment in the White Knight saga? Well, like I said, I really I mean, the artwork, we know. So baseline, we know that the artwork's amazing. Yeah. The coloring is really amazing. He does. He uses a lot of like sepia tones. Yeah, the whole really thing. Dull color, dulled colors. But the artwork's really great. And I like the story. I don't really have a big problem with that. I like how they reformatted. It kind of reminds me of when they, they kind of like shortened and rewrote the clone saga a little bit like yeah same characters but let's make this more convenient yeah so i like that there's a lot more even they have the same parallel characters i don't remember exactly but when Azrael is batman he's fucking up the rogues gallery you know like <clears throat> similar we've got bane in it he doesn't really do anything to batman but he's there no and bane they don't have bane in anything unless he's gonna break someone's back mm -hmm. he did that to batman in the 90s and now they're like hey man you gotta do it hey do the thing <laughs> do it. 
It's like that Simpsons meme. Say the thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You gotta do it, man. With that being said, I do appreciate that they how they did this story and and how it's just slightly different from the mainline universe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like things are recognizable, but it is different. Yeah, it feels like it kind of you know, I said it before, they merged the animated series with like the main comic book world and tried to they just smashed them together and then tried to piece together a story which it worked in my opinion yeah i mean i don't hate it there's a lot a lot a lot a lot of convenience but i don't hate it yeah i thought it was fine i have a soft spot for azrael and i know I've, i've said his name different every single time I've said it, but I have, I have a soft spot for him. And I will say that I enjoy this more than Night Quest. <laughs> so, it's like you're going out of your way to say it wrong. Yeah. I want whatever that, that story was that we read. Yeah. 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 For sure. It is definitely a better Night Quest story than Night Quest. Yeah. Like Bane should, <laughs> Bane should have been in that story as much as he is in this one. <laughs> I actually like Bane in that story. They shouldn't have just it, again, much like the Clone Saga, they should have just shorten it by 50 issues. Yeah. And they could could have told the same story, you know, instead of making sad drunk looking bats. Yeah, for 50 issues of just Batman being sad and tired. <laughs> yeah, just so tired. God, take a nap. <laughs> but overall, I I enjoyed a lot of for this book. I didn't have a huge problem with it. I think it was it was fun. Jason Blood is related to Bat, to Bruce, right? Is that what we get here, or related to I, related to John Valley? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I got from that. Could be wrong, but yeah, I think that's that's right. Yeah, man. It's I mean, it is what it is. I don't yeah, know what fine. else to say. Art was great. Uh, the story was serviceable. I I really enjoy this world for what it is. Is a Batman story taken out of it's like the Nolan universe, kind of. And I don't mean in terms of story, I just mean in terms of like it's taken out of the main DC universe with all the rest of the like nonsense that goes on day to day world cataclysms and things like that. Yeah, I really appreciate that it's like you've mentioned several times that Batman is not a super genius, he's not prepared for everything, he just can he's he's good at changing his plans. Yeah, getting his ass kicked and and just dealing with it. Yeah. Let's grade this thing. Let's do it. You want to go first? Yeah. Overall, with the book, the art, writing, I'm going to, I'm going to give this one a, I'm going to give it a C3. I really, it's fun. It's a fun book. Overall, it's a lot of nostalgia things there as far as vehicles and all that shit, but I just feel like I get tired of plot convenience. Like, who's this lady? Fucking, and maybe it was a first book, and I don't remember. But who's Alfred's girlfriend? Like, why is she there? <laughs> yeah. You know, little stuff like that. But overall, it was it was it was good, and enjoyable. Yeah, I'm gonna do D two for the same reason. I don't hate it. I like it. Yeah, for being eight issues, it did, it never felt too much like a slog. Yeah, it was long, but it is long. It is long. 
And as you mentioned earlier, if the art wasn't as good, this would, would be a completely different book. And I know that's yeah. a duh thing, but it might not make anybody's favorite. And I don't mean that as a slide. It's more of a compliment to the art because the story is fine. It's serviceable. But the, what is what really takes this and makes this sort of this popular book, in my opinion, is how good the art is. Yeah, for sure. So there you go. Regarding it. Where can the people find you, Sam? On toast. I have a lifesaver in my mouth. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. It's all good, man. You need to say it's like a lozenge. <laughs> if y'all if y'all have never seen, if y'all don't remember, there was a lifesaver commercial with Lady Smith Black Mombasa back in the day. It's like it was the huge thing. It's like lifesavers home. Do y'all remember do you remember that one? I do not remember that one. You don't remember that was like the main lifesaver. If they're I don't even know if they have new lifesaver commercials. <laughs> I'll have to look it up. Anyway, you can find me on Instagram on Syme underscore on underscore toast. That's where I spend a majority of my time. A little bit, a little bit on Twitter. I like to talk to the people, but I don't really have the pull to get a lot of interaction on there yet. So that's about it. Yeah, Twitter's a weird thing, man. It's a it's weird. It's a weird place to be. We are also Wednesday poll everywhere else, all social medias. So look us up, talk to us. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye.